Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a moment and relax and just Put to the side any pressing issues that there might be or even just good things, something you're looking forward to, just whatever. Just put it to the side and let's just make ourselves available to the Lord, to what he's doing, and kind of leave your senses and your, your soul available to whatever he wants to raise to the surface. A lot of times his goals and what's important to him aren't necessarily what's important to us at any given time. So one of the things that's real helpful for us is to be able to learn to quickly and gently just put those concerns and the pressing issues, the urgent. You know, we all know about the tyranny of the urgent rather than the putting time in on what's important. We're, we're all in the process of learning to discern, to develop good judgment, to be able to actually choose and decide what we spend our time on, what we spend our emotions on, how, how we live our lives in dependence on God. We receive our life, the eternal life, from our spirit to our soul. And in the process, God himself is freeing our soul to be able to receive more eternal life. Think about your own temperament, how how God made your soul, how he made you the unique being you are. You probably have some family traits, some characteristics that you recognize and can see in others in your family. And you probably know based on how what other people have said or the struggles you have, what your strengths and weaknesses are. And a lot of times those are reflected by what society values or doesn't want but the soul that you have is the soul God wants you to have now your soul my soul has developed bad habits the scriptures refer to that as flesh and your bad habits have served you well they have protected you they've made you able to cope with your own life, with your situation. They've also given you comfort and sometimes joy and sometimes made your life worth living. But those bad habits interfere with your being able to receive eternal life in your soul. And those bad habits will continue as long as they work. 
we resist God removing those bad habits because they have worked. So God lets them fail. He lets them stop working. Things that used to bring us comfort no longer bring us comfort. Or they, your bad habits will affect your relationships or your ability to work or how much satisfaction you get out of your work. Any area of big frustrations or lack of, of hope. These are all areas where God is allowing your bad habits, your soulful bad habits, to fail. Not so that you'll be miserable, not to punish you or to judge you, but so then, again, as you allow him free reign, we've talked about waiting for him, and that your spirit has already given him permission to do whatever he wants. So you've already said, Lord, you know, you do what you want. Do what you need to do. So he knows you far better than you ever could. He knows what you want. He knows what you need. He knows the desires of your heart. He gave them to you. It's not that we came up with our own desires and he's going to meet those. No, he gave you the desires that are in your heart, that are in your soul. So he's drawing us because he wants to free us from those bad habits to restore your soul back to its pristine condition, the way he made you to begin with. Your soul is different than mine. Your soul is different than anyone else in your family. Your soul is unique to you. But there are commonalities that all souls share. And we can talk about those qualities. We can talk about how our soul functions and how it works and what kind of crutches and bad habits and, you know, coping mechanisms and all. We can get into the psychology of it. But the bottom line is our relationship as a spirit being, which is if you've been born again, you are a spirit being. You're, you have a new spirit nature. Your relationship between your spirit and your soul, God is changing it. He is, doesn't want us to settle, and he's not going to settle for your soul to wallow in bad habits, to continue on as if it was, your soul was still in charge. Your soul is no longer in charge. If you've been born again, your spirit that's connected to God is now in charge. And he will not let you continue to live without access to eternal life. Once we've been born again, once we've received salvation and have been changed from glory to glory, 
and have now have access, entered the kingdom, have access to everything we need for life and godliness. Once that happens, the new project is to reunite our soul and spirit. It's not to have a ministry. It's not to evangelize. It's not to proceed to the next level. It's not to, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, whatever you're being told or believed, this is, okay, you know, God did so much for me, now it's my duty to do this, that, or the other thing for him. He doesn't need that. He doesn't need your help. Anything that he wants to accomplish on this earth, he doesn't need your help to do it. Now, sometimes he lets us assist him for our benefit, not for his benefit. He didn't need your help to create the universe. He doesn't need your help to keep the earth spinning. He doesn't need your help. We weren't there when, the, when Adam and Eve fell. We weren't there when God sent his son. We weren't, you know, and, and if we were, we probably would have interfered. We probably would have tried to help and messed things up quite royally. He doesn't need our help. He doesn't want our help. Again, sometimes he lets us assist. I think one of the reasons God is so careful with sharing his plans, sharing his true nature, sharing so many different aspects of who he is and who we are in our spirit is because we take things and run with them. Now, it's nothing to feel bad about. This is the way he he made us. We get excited. And we aren't real circumspect with the things we say and the things we do. We all have our ideas of what it means to be a Christian and a good Christian. And pretty much we, what we believe accommodates our soul. And by that I mean our bad habits. If you are... An, if you have been relying on your emotions to provide you guidance, odds are God is going to put you in situations where you need guidance but restricts the things that give you an emotional response. So if you're used to saying, well, this really feels right, He's going to put you in situations where you have to make a decision, but nothing feels right. Nothing feels wrong, but nothing feels right. And that's across the board, because he's allowing our bad habits to fail. He does not hold your bad habits against you. Again, he gave you the soul you have, it's the one he wants you to have. But your soul was never meant to get its needs met, its God-given needs met on its own. Your soul's needs can only be met by spirit, 
by being reconnected to spirit, your spirit, which is connected with God. So that's the process. That's, that's the, the goal that we're, we're working to achieve now. He's the only one who can do that. God himself is the only one who can restore your soul. So what do we do? We make ourselves available. And just as our physical being in the physical world learned how to function healthy, how to walk right, how to take care of itself, how to be a healthy physical body, our soul also is learning how to live as a healthy soul in the supernatural realm. Your soul functions in the soulical realm, which is part of the supernatural realm. There's others in other realms in the supernatural realm. We'll get into that. But health for our physical body has certain boundaries, certain conditions. It's your body functioning at peak condition. And we can tell in our physical being when we're out of whack. If we've hurt ourselves or we have a cold or we're, we're uncomfortable or we you know, have poison ivy, whatever. We, we know there's some, when there's something wrong in our physical body and we tend to it. Well, we are very disconnected from our soul. And we have a hard time understanding, okay, there's something going on in our soul. Odds are you are used to having a certain level of health in your physical body. And we interpret that as, you know, everything is good. And likewise, depending on your temperament, you're going to interpret how your soul, how you're doing in your soul by the strengths and weaknesses about those bad habits. Are, are they meeting your needs? In other words, are you satisfied, content, happy? Are you disappointed, angry, frustrated? Those are aspects of your soul's needs, being met or not being met. Again, in the physical, we know, okay, when you hit your thumb with the hammer, it hurts, it's going to swell up, you put ice on it. You take care of it. You do something. You understand what's causing the pain. You, you stop doing it. And you treat the physical issue. We are so disconnected with how our soul works. We do not apply the same approach to our soul. And that very often leads to those same bad habits. Instead of addressing the issues in our soul, we hide them from God, for instance. 
So part of our job, part of our projects here on this earth is to learn how our soul works. Not because we're going to then be fixing it and taking care of it. We're not there yet. God himself is the one who's removing the bad habits. Now, in the process, we will, and he will be the one teaching us how our soul works. But we have to show up for class. We have to understand, in general, what he's doing. You know, when you, when you go to school, there's a basic, basic assumption that you're there to learn, which means you don't know everything. God knows what you need to know. He, need, he knows what you need to know about your own soul and how your soul functions, how it works. We've been talking about the power and authority that you already have in your soul and that it functions within the supernatural realm, that you have power and authority in the supernatural and power and authority authority over the supernatural and over the natural. I'm sorry, within and then over the natural. But we have had so little experience exercising that power and authority. And when we look at, for instance, when Jesus was teaching his disciples, one of the things they learned just by hanging out with him was what it looked like to be one, spirit, soul, and body. It wasn't just that that Jesus was walking around connected to his father, even though that was the case. But he was showing this is what a fully healthy, healthy in body, healthy in soul, healthy in spirit, this is what it looks like walking around on this earth. He was one complete spirit, soul, and body, united with Father, with God, one with him. And by them seeing it and understanding this is what it looks like, this is how it works, this is how it functions, it made sense to them. But they learned it by example, not just by him teaching, but by him showing this is, this is what it looks like for eternal life to flow through a being here on this earth. And they would look and they would see that he got Jesus who was a healer. He was a teacher. He was, you know, all the different things that he did, all the different things that he was, he turned the world upside down simply because it was the presence of the Father flowing through Jesus' spirit perfectly unhindered into his soul, perfectly unhindered into his body. It turned the world upside down. They 
seemed to have fully accepted that that was what was going on. And they wanted to do it too. They understood that there was, that that was part of what they could do. Jesus said, you know, if you have just a, a, you know, a little faith, just speak to that mountain, tell it to be cast into the sea, and it will be cast into the sea. They didn't question that. They, they marveled. You know, Jesus sent them out two by two, and they came back. Even the devils, even the demons are subject to us. And Jesus was like, well, yeah, duh. You know, they, they were kicked out of the village, and, hey, shall we call down lightning, fire from the sky to wipe out this village? Jesus said, you don't even know what you're talking about. And that's the problem, is we don't even know what we're talking about. So God has kept us from being able to access the power and authority that we already have because we don't know what we're talking about. We don't know what we're dealing with. So this, is, this brings us to, well, then how do we learn what we're dealing with? How do we learn what we don't know? Now we've, you know, we've laid the groundwork. Yes, you're going to be spending time with him. You're going to be doing the research that he sends you to. You're going to be accepting that the circumstances in your life were crafted for you. But also accept that your soul's capabilities Part of your purpose here on this earth will be for them to be fully available and functioning. Just like in health in your physical body, if you couldn't walk, you know, let's say you broke your leg, you got a cast on it, there's a hindrance there. You're not fully capable. Your your body is not fully capable of doing everything it's capable of doing. So your body heals and you remove your cast and then you have to relearn how to walk again, but then you're back to normal. Well, this is where we are with our soul. Except we, we just as if we had broken our leg, we had a cast on it, and we forgot to take it off. So we live the rest of our life with a cast on our leg. And it gets us perks. It gets us you know, special attention. There are certain aspects of, of being, you know, taken care of and being, you know, um, given special attention and sympathy. Maybe that's something that, you know, works for, you know, your, your particular temperament. That, that makes you feel good, it makes you feel powerful, helps you to get out of responsibility, whatever it might be. But that doesn't keep you from it still keeps your your body from being what it's supposed to be. So God at some point in time reminds you you need to take the cast off in order for your body to restore health. And the same in our soul. In order for our soul to restore health, spirit, um, mind, will, and emotions, 
bring those into alignment, get rid of our bad habits, it its capabilities and abilities need to be activated. Our casts on our soul needs to be removed. There's still a process afterwards where our soul has to relearn how to express the power and authority that it has. Our first step is what God has already started to do in freeing and stirring up the abilities that are latent, that are already in our soul. Now, again, very often they're referred to as spiritual gifts. They're they're not. They're not spiritual. They're soulical, and they're not gifts. Nobody gave them to you. You were born with them. And everybody has all of them. But just as in the physical, somebody may be more talented in one area as an athlete, somebody else might be a very good musician or, you know, a better brain capacity, you know, a singing voice. One is not better than than another. It's just what God gave a particular person a particular body. Likewise with your soul. So what do you do? This is where understanding the projects that God has laid out for you is really helpful. Because what he has placed before you in your circumstances, that's your opportunity. That's your classroom. And it's not for you to get good at, you know, learning the stuff. It's for you to be freed and changed. We can enjoy the process, but there's also likely it's also likely to be uncomfortable and painful. Just as when we get the cast off our leg, you know, we can't just oh bounce back, you know, go to riding a bike or running a marathon. We have to go to physical therapy and restretch our muscles and relearn how to walk. But we do that because we know at one point in time, we walked, and so we're just going to be able to get back there. Our problem with our soul is we don't have any idea what it's like. We aren't like those disciples that had Jesus right there to show this is what it looks like. And very little of that aspect of what he was like here on this earth, very little of that was actually recorded in, in scriptures or anywhere. So we have to rely on his leading. And again, this goes always goes back to why it's so important to hear his voice. But start with the premise that he loves you, he knows what's best for you, and he knows exactly what you need to become whole, spirit, soul, and body. But as you look at your, what what are the circumstances in your life? One thing to remember is we all have power and authority. As a spirit being, you have power and authority over the supernatural, which includes the solical realm. As As a solical being, 
you have power and authority within the solical realm and the supernatural realm and over the natural realm. Now, just because you have authority and you have power, if you don't have an assigned duty, an assigned project, a responsibility, you, it's not, your power and authority doesn't matter. It's not going to be recognized. So it's God assigning you a task, assigning you a project, that gives you the responsibility that the power and authority will follow that responsibility. So it's helpful to understand this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing now and that God will back you up by showing you how your soul works. Real simple, like you know, a a parent's raising their kids. Most of the time, how do you do this? They don't come with a manual. But if you accept that the children that God gave you are part of the responsibility that God gave you, you can start asking, Lord, how do I then access and stir up the power and authority that I need to raise these kids, not just to be good kids, but good adults. So whatever your circumstances are, is an opportunity. And God will back up the responsibility that comes with those circumstances to teach you the power and authority that you already have. So I'm sure we're going to have to spend more time understanding this, but this will really help. We can be really objective and specific about what it is that God is looking for in each one of our lives. Each one of us is different. We're all unique. We're in a different circumstance. But he provides us the same opportunities because he's the one doing the changing. So... uh, have any questions, drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org. We'll be addressing this, I'm sure, in the next few weeks, getting more specific. Until We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.